one of the hardest things about being an artist is or is that the fact that you have to give yourself your own job title whereas when you go for any other job somebody else gives you pretty much any other job somebody else gives you that title Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art and creative process. I'm your host, Aaron S, and today's episode is the first part of a two-part conversation with the artist, Donna Louise Avril. Donna is an artist residing in Scotland, in the UK, and she creates incredible landscape paintings inspired by her surroundings. I had a great time talking to Donna about her work, and I really hope you enjoy this conversation too. The best place to start, as I start with everybody, is uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became an artist. Okay, well, um, I think, I, I was thinking about this question, I don't think, does it sound very pretentious to say that I, I don't think I've ever not thought of myself as an artist, that even as a child, it was basically the only thing I want, I'm sure lots of people say this, but it really was, it was either that or be a writer. I wanted to write or paint. I love both and I feel very lucky that I have um, um, that I have the passion for both. Like a lot of people don't seem to have passion for certain things and know that they want that at a very early age but I, I did. I think I wrote my Instagram post that I put on this week about how I was eight and it's a very clear memory of trying to paint a landscape and being frustrated with trying to get the right colour that I wanted it to be and that has never left me so maybe that just means I've never grown up I'm not sure (laughs) I think I've always wanted to be an artist so it's it's always been there and it it was all through my school all through primary school all through secondary school and then it 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 just was so that's my answer to that question see that's perfect because a lot of people say that but it's it's so true and not just that like it's funny you said that about never growing up because your website says it says never grow up grow down um and I think that's really really cool yes um and I really like that I read it earlier because I was on it earlier it looks amazing by the way um and I was like that's really really cool (laughs) obviously that's so so cool it kind of makes sense of like finding that childlike wonder in everything you do even as an adult I think that's really important um I think that sense of curiosity is what drives me artistically. And um, and as I've got older, I've, I've valued that much more, that idea that I, and, and I, I'm, as I say, I'm, I just feel really um, lucky that I knew, I knew what I wanted to do because lots of people don't. Well, lots of yeah. people, I would say most people don't. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's never left me um, that sense of I want this, and, and so I'm, and it's made me very happy. It's also made me very uh, angry as well, but mostly very happy. So you studied at Gray's School of Art. I did. Can you talk a bit about like kind of the experience of being taught there, and kind of what your thoughts on art education? Um, my thoughts are. My thoughts are very specific to me, obviously, and my experience. And I, I now I'm looking back because it's a long time since I went to art school. Um, and if I were to do it again, I would have I would have waited and done it a little bit older. I went straight from school, 
when I was 17 and I had a bit of growing up to do. I was very naive and I had a lot of things to learn just about life in general before I think I would have got the most out of art school. When I look back at art school, I think it was an amazing experience, but I think I would have got more out of it now than I than I did then, than I did at 17. I think I've still grown up. I'm still thinking about things. I've still, you know, um, learning to live away from home. And there was all that going on. And you have to, I think, to get the most out of our school, you need to be able to be, you need to have supreme confidence. It's it's a world where you're meeting other people that are really talented, and that is a really hard place to be. So during this time, you actually moved to Aberdeen, aka the Granite City, which I had to Google earlier because yes. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so your work, so the work you created there was actually very different from the work you create now, which um, I yes. wasn't aware of, which is very it interesting. Was. Could you, you know, so it, the work you created was like urban environments, figurative work and self-portraits. And, you know, it's interesting because in your biography you said you were kind of unhappy with this. Can you talk a bit about kind of like how has your work actually evolved from the beginning as opposed to obviously just, and then we'll go into what you do now as well. Yeah, well, I think, I think again, that was, that was not only just my work evolving, it was me evolving too. It was me growing up and my art reflecting that. So, um, I went to art school and all the things that I was interested in, stuff, you know, it was like landscapes and impressionism. And, and I thought, oh, that seems, you know, when you when you go into the, the realms of the art school and it opens your eyes to all these different movements and all these very edgy, cool, um, just really, really cool artists that are out there. Oh, it, like it, it broadens your mind. And, uh, yeah. and I wanted to be, I wanted to be edgy and I wanted to be cool. I was, I was 17. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I, I, so I wanted the, the artists I admired at that time were, um, were figurative. And I really, I really loved doing um, life drawing. I, I find that really just such an amazing skill. And, Yet, at that time as well, um, I did the urban environment wasn't something that made my heart sing, and I think that that's why my art became. I think I, I said that in my biography, it became darker, yeah. And I used very, very thin paint, thin layers. Um, I was pretty unhappy at the time. I, you know, <laughs> like in my my personal life, I wasn't very happy yeah. and. It kind of—it was almost as if the urban environment made me feel, maybe, made me almost ill, and that sort of reflected in what I made. Um, I was trying to be something I wasn't, essentially. I mean, those those paintings I made—I'm thinking specifically of just now that are in my head. Just now, they were there was a lot of self-portraiture in it, and it was very dark, really thinly applied paint, and really had no color in it or light in it at all it was like just music basically me smudging things off the canvas rather than putting things on which is practically the opposite of what I do now yeah because I because I was reading a biography this morning and I was really really kind of just surprised by that and it's kind of really interesting to consider like actually you kind of like the impact your own art plays on your own mental health and your emotions and your well-being that's very interesting yes. you know it's like 
when you're in a negative space, your art might reflect that. And when you're in a positive space, your art might reflect that or vice versa. But it's very, very uh-huh. interesting that, you know, as you said, your heart didn't sing. And I think that's such an interesting and very, I must say, kind of writerly phrase to use. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really interesting. <laughs> it is. Um, but it's something you realise in retrospect. And if you're anything like me, and <laughs> no one is, but anything like me, then I, I do think back and look over my life and analyse it and analyse what 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 I, I find it interesting to see what has happened to my art over the years. So I do look and I do it's then that I notice. It's only when it's not when you're in it you notice. I didn't notice yeah. at the time. Um but um especially when now that I'm settled as a mother and uh, you know in my my house here and you're endlessly clearing out the studio and things like that and making more room <laughs> that is when I have found old like you know portfolios of work and I'm surprised by it I'm surprised by what I made like I, I you know sometimes you can't even remember you made it and wow. it's like so and, and, and certainly those ones it really felt like I didn't make that somebody else made that that's cool look there's like a shedding of your skin and kind of as you say like growing up oh. it's like you were a different like we are different people when we're younger and then you know in that hindsight you kind of yes. look back and be like oh that's very very interesting and actually might talk to somebody about that in terms of the next artist interview in terms of um I'll think about the question later but I like that actually that's a really interesting kind of topic of discussion of the idea of like your younger self and what would your younger self think of your art or something maybe something like that could be cool yes um yeah that is a that's a great question (laughs) but okay so whilst I'm typing this my next question for you is what is the most challenging aspect of being an artist um, well, I can only talk about my own experience of that. And my, the most difficult part for me um, is time, always time. Um, because as you, you were saying this earlier, about life getting in the way. And I have, um, I have a very full life. I have, um, I have four children. And um, wow. so, uh, and they are um, 11 down to, four years old so they oh. you know they are <laughs> so, like a handful they, I imagine so that is a lot that's a lot of juggling you know to try yeah. and get what I want out of life and and um, showing them that this is important to me but also you know making sure they get what they need and yeah. that everything feels important everything every new milestone got to just that's for me that's one of the most important uh, like difficult things about being an artist is because it's quite a selfish yeah. isolated practice I don't want to have my kids yassering in my ear when I'm painting so I have to go away into my studio to make things I have to be alone so and it's very difficult to be alone in a, with a family of four children <laughs> yeah. but also so that's really beautiful though because you're they get to grow up saying that actually you can be an artist and art is important and you know art can be a career um, which I think is very, very, very good because I think a lot of the time art uh, is very much considered quite the opposite of a good idea as an occupation. You know, it, it's quite, it's oh, kind of oh, swept, absolutely. you know, it's kind of swept under the rug in terms of um, careers. So I think that's, you know, they're so lucky and, you know, I think that's amazing personally. Oh, that's, that's nice. I, I, I mean, I, I really 
I really love it when I see that my kids, I mean, my kids, I've got two boys and two girls and my girls in particular, maybe just because they're younger and they, they're watching me, but I can see them modeling what I'm doing. You know, they want to draw all the time yeah. and they want to, you know, they, they want to communicate that way. So it's, it's, it is, it is a beautiful thing. You know? That's, that's, I just think that's, that's perfect. I think that's exactly what kids need. Um, anybody any young person needs this kind of that role model and the inspiration to be like you know actually you can do this it's not impossible it's not as hard as people say well, okay yeah, it's hard but it's not as unreachable as people say it is and I think that's you're doing such a great job just by being you which is great <laughs> well I, it's what I want for them as well I want them to be themselves and find that too you know shed their skin as you were saying you know like just work through it nice so, I like that I'm going to start using that myself. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> so we're recording this in October 2021. And obviously uh, the last year and a half has been obviously the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I just wanted to ask yes. you kind of like, how has a pandemic impacted your work and your practice? And uh, what have you kind of got out of it creatively, if anything? Um, I find, I, I find actually, because I, I, I thought about this question, um, it's a double-edged sword really I find that when the pandemic started like you know the, the sort of lead up where the news yeah. became really scary and yeah. increasingly scary and and it started sort of you know um across the world and then came closer and closer and I was in my studio at that time and when I paint I listen to the radio I, I love listening wow. to the radio it's kind of soothing to me um when I work and uh, but I found it I found I was switching off the news because it was just raising my anxiety and I find it difficult to paint that anxiety and um, I find in fact I was I was writing about it on my Instagram actually one of the paintings I made at that time was a very <laughs> it turned into a very floral painting but it was which is very unusual for me I don't really do floral paintings but it, it had a initially it had a river in it and I could not get this river to live. I couldn't get it to look um, like it was leading into distance. And I have to, like, I think it was down to my anxiety. It was blocking me there. I just couldn't, I couldn't get it to work. I couldn't see why it wasn't working. I've painted rivers before. I've used the same techniques. It just, could, I couldn't, I couldn't put my whole all into it. And then it took... I think actually when I came back to that painting, it was after it was after we went into lockdown. And once we were in the crisis and once things had been decided, I think I felt better <laughs> in some yeah. strange way. And that block lifted, certainly for that painting anyway. So I don't know if that's a kind of, sort of visual illustration of how the, the anxiety I felt from my side had definitely an impact on my art practice. And then after that, of course, um, um, my children were home from school course, yeah. and I was having well I mean people you're not meant to say homeschooling are you meant to say it's distance learning because your teachers are still giving you the, the work but essentially with four of them yeah, of I had a classroom I had yeah. to like <laughs> set up a different table through my kitchen so they could work like a class and uh, that was inc incredibly difficult but like you were talking about with your own work and the fact that you're working and you're coming and doing interviews and this is obviously a labour of love for you. I was so determined to paint. I was so I needed it. It it reduced my anxiety 
it um, it was so important to me, and uh, so I painted all through that time um, with wow. with the teaching them, and and I'm proud of that. I'm glad I did. Yeah, it, it did help me, be. but it also exhausted me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can absolutely. Imagine yeah, it was great. It was great. I, but no, there was, there was points. There was points where I needed to really ask for help because it it, it was a lot. It was a lot. There was like trying to be a mum, trying to be a teacher and trying to be an artist all at the same time. So that was tricky. That's perfect. Actually, that was a question I was going to ask you much later on, but I'll ask you now because the time is probably a good time. But like, how do you balance being a mother and having a family with art? Because, you know, being an artist is a full-time job. Being on social media is a full-time job. Being a parent is a full-time job. How do you balance that? I don't know if I do. I try my best to. It's it's actually, <laughs> but I really do try my best to. It's like it is my um, focus in life is to try and get balance in all aspects of my life. Um, but I find it increasingly easier as the kids are getting older. It's been much. Yeah. It was much more difficult when they were younger and needed to be more. But now they're all they've all they're all at school now. So that is like opened up. Well, now they are back at school. This has opened up a massive amount of time for me to work. But before that, when they were babies, I would get up, oh, like five in the morning and work in the studio before they they got up Um, because I needed to make things. (laughs) And so I just had to find the time when I could. And luckily, I've also got nice grandparents who who like spending time with their their grandchildren. So that's good too. (laughs) I'm a very supportive husband. (laughs) See, that's actually really amazing, though, because like that passion you have that even when you don't have the time, you make the time like you force yourself to make the time, you know, just shows mm-hmm. you know, true dedication to what you're doing. Um, you know, and I respect that greatly. I really do. I think that's to be admired and to be, um, you know, congratulated, to be very honest, because oh. not everybody has that determination and that desire. Yeah, um, I think maybe though with, with me, it can be. I think it's because I get a sense of of value from it and, and you know personal value from it that if I when I paint this it this is it's part of me really so I need to do it so how do you define yourself as an artist without putting yourself into a box and kind of pigeonholing yourself um for a long time I find it very difficult to call myself an artist at all I, I think that's quite common, actually. Is, um, yeah. Even though that I've always wanted to be one, I think that then it's a bit like you know, if you try and if you ever, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to write something like I, like I always wanted to. I all, as I said earlier, I always wanted to write, but um, it's very easy to fall into a trap where um, you feel like you're not good enough because you look at so many other artists and see how good their work is, and you don't feel like you measure up. So, um, yeah, it took a long time for me to be able to I just say I am an artist, even though, like, I, as I said, I've always wanted to be one. I think for me to feel that I crossed that threshold uh, took, took a long time in my own confidence. It had to, like, my confidence had to come up to that level. If that Does that make sense? <laughs> that does. And that's actually a really good question to ask the artist, I should say. So, like, at what point, like, what was the kind of, defining a moment in which you did which you welcome at all to say yes I'm an artist um I think I'm trying to think I think it was when I for me it was when 
I decided to do. I can probably actually tell you exactly because I had <laughs> I had this real urge to do and this. It's not even that long ago. It was in. Oh. Uh, it would have been about two thousand and early two thousand nineteen, I think, when I actually probably called myself an artist, and that was. Um, that was because I went out for a Valentine's Day meal with my husband and we were in this lovely restaurant it's in a local town and had a huge, it had a lovely, lovely big empty walls. And I was thinking, I just had this vision of what I wanted, if I were to do an exhibition in there, what I would do. And like, I, I woke up the next morning, very inspired. And I wrote wow. down all these ideas, my sketchbooks. And, and I, and I approached the, the lovely lady who owns the place and she was, well she was really excited for it and I I did an exhibition there and it was it was really it was just like this like I just jumped over the hurdle and said well let's see what happens I don't know I think I think that might be as I say confidence it was just or and curiosity could I do this and and why, why, why not I mean I've always like what's like I went to art school I wanted to show my work and I feel ready. I, I think I just felt ready. It's really amazing, though, like the um, just the confidence. Yeah, I guess the confidence and just the kind of the fact you did it. Like, that's the thing, because it's so easy to be like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or, oh, I wish I could do this or this opportunity. You know, I wish this opportunity. I had this opportunity. But the fact you actually saw a potential and was like, you know what, let's try it. And you like you reach out to them. They didn't reach out to you. I think that says a lot. Um, that's I think that's actually that's amazing. I think you know more people should do that. I think we should just embrace the fact that reach out. Like you know, one of my favorite mottos is "If you don't ask, you don't get." Um, and I think you know it works very well in your case. Yeah, it it did. And then when you ask a question as well, and you're you're given you're given something back from someone else, other doors open, don't they? And that's that's certainly what happened with me. Like the the, the lady who who owned the restaurant that I was exhibiting in she um she was she was just a brilliant person to work with she's very arty herself and she also was very connected you know she she knew all about press releases and she taught me about that she wrote press release for my exhibition and that meant that some of the the local papers and a local magazine got did a spread on me and um and then I got commissions from that and that and when I did that then I went on Instagram which I've never done before it's I've never done social media before I don't do Facebook I've never been part of anything like, like that before and I loved it love Instagram my husband's quite worried about my relationship with Instagram <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so great though but then that's you know what is actually really beautiful to hear that an artist is actually like really like engage with what they're doing and kind of they love the fact that they can share their work and and it's something we'll definitely get into later for sure because we have a whole social media section which i may or may not skip because i did a few more questions but we'll see or not skip but like condense um but i think that's you know it's nice to see because a lot of the time a lot of artists i not just speak to but i just know that i converse with on a day-to-day basis um social media is not particularly favored because it's you know it drains time it drains energy Jane's resources you know oh it certainly does but um that's something we'll get into later um let's talk about your work so for those who may not have seen it if you want to just describe your work and then we'll get into kind of more of the themes okay um well I would well my 
I paint landscapes and um, I am very driven by, I think I've already touched on that, the colour. Colour is so important to me. Um, it's probably the first thing I think about when I paint. Uh, in fact, it's one of the first things I think about when I get up in the morning. Is it's important. Like wow. I absorb. I don't. I think there's a name for it, and um, where people see emotions in color and things like that. Don't uh, like, like, that's that's the one. That's the one. I don't think I would put myself. I don't think I diagnose myself with that. Yeah. But I think that I got definitely elements of that. That um, color is really. Imp- I mean. I might find that I'll be I'll be painting something and realize that I'm wearing the color that I'm painting. It's I might be more oh. drawn to one color one day than another, and uh, so that's that's quite nice. It's a it's a cool like I as I say I would clothe myself in that color. I might be drawn to a book cover that's got that color in it, or yeah, I go through phases. So and but yeah, I, I, I trust in color and light and. Um, I think that shows in my painting. So why landscapes? Why is like the landscape important to you? Um, because I haven't, it, there is nowhere that makes me happier than being in, uh, than being alone. <laughs> being alone. <laughs> being alone. Well, I, I mean, I live, I live on top of a hill. My my husband oh, wow. calls me the ice queen, living on my on my hill, looking out on beautiful views, and I don't think I can imagine. And I and I always have. I mean, I've been really lucky that I've lived, I've lived in the country. Apart from going to art school, um, in in Aberdeen, I have always lived in the country, and oh. it is it. I think it makes me well, and I think it it, it definitely inspires me. I'm always interested in it. And I'm, an, I'm interested in everyone else's landscapes as well. And I find it fascinating. I was thinking when I was writing my notes about what I was going to say to you, you know, I think I've seen you asking in your interview notes about um, landscapes and why they interest me. And I thought, why do they interest me so much? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, and it, it occurred to me that I've done it. I, I did a commission for uh, a lady who lives up here, but she has family down, down. She wanted me to do a painting of somewhere down in Suffolk, I think it was. And um, it, it just absolutely blew me away that in Scotland, there is a certain kind of Scottishness to a landscape. You know, no matter where yeah. you are, there's a, kind of, um, there's a kind of spikiness to it. If you know what I mean, there's like lots of fir trees and conifers and kind of you know those kind of forests like punctuating the landscape whereas um i've noticed because i've done a few paintings of english landscapes now they're much more fluid and round and i think that's fascinating that like two two countries that are like you know not that far away from each other and you can have these entirely different landscapes with the same even a different sense of light as well you know just just Maybe even just a few miles down the road too. It's it's kind of fascinating. Well, it's fascinating to me. <laughs> Maybe not everyone. <laughs> no, you know it is, and it's interesting because my opinion of landscapes and art has changed drastically over the last few years. Like before, like a long time ago, I'd be like, landscapes are so boring. Now the yeah, idea of like yeah. now the idea of like place and space and kind of the way light hits things is just so fascinating. And, you know, it's really like you're just kind of surrounded by it. Even just, you know, even urban environments and just environments generally, it's just the idea of environmental work is very interesting to me. Anyways, um, 
So why is art a good medium to use to explore landscapes? Why paint it? Why paint yeah, a landscape? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Why not, um, I say, take a photo or make a film? This is true. Um, I take terrible photos. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's one reason. <laughs> but, um, I, I think I've always admired... Um, people who paint I love painting I like painting it was not a when you you know when you went you go to art school and you get to choose your your specialism yeah. it, the smell of the paint department you know the uh the tarps and uh, yes that's for me I mean it's just like that's why I paint I love painting I love the I love the consistency of it I love getting messy with it I love the fact my nails are never not full of paint <laughs> it's just I love paint so that's probably why that I, I paint landscapes and, and I want to realise that vision. And probably I was very, as, as, a, as a teenager, I was really, really inspired by like, well, pretty, um, not, not very cool um, reference points, but like the Impressionist, I absolutely adored. I would pour, I mean, I've got, actually I've got Moni Buchan sitting in front of me just like, love, love, like his, I just find just the genius of, being able to see all those dots of colour and pull it together to make this sparkling lake or whatever he was painting, I find really impressive. And uh, yeah, I thought he was just the bee's knees. He's probably my, he was my pin-up actually in my teenage oh. <laughs> bedroom wall. Not, not him, but his paintings, that would be a bit <laughs> beardy old man. <laughs> but you know. Hey. <laughs> See, that's really funny because when I showed my mother your work, the first thing she said was, oh, I bet she's inspired by Claude Monet. I was. Absolutely. So it's so well, funny nice. to say that. So funny to say that. And it's kind of interesting. I was going to ask you about Impressionism later, but you've already touched on it. Uh -huh. so perfect. Um, but then I guess my kind of extension to that question would be, how do you think a painted landscape is viewed differently to that of a photo and or in a different medium? Like, how do you think the medium of paint affects the way the viewer looks at the images? Um, I think I don't, I, I've actually, um, a lot of like, through Instagram, I've made lots of contacts with different photographers, landscape yeah. photographers. I've, I've got a, there's a, a lovely, guy I'm speaking to just now who's based out in Sweden he's taking these beautiful photographs and they're very like his his photos are very still and quiet and have this kind of um calm <laughs> to them yeah. like photographs you know only somebody can take a really good photograph can do I would say it's got a real skill to it but painting's just completely different to that it's like um it's so personal it's through my own my own lens primary school also secondary school and then it 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 just was so that's my answer to that question so that's perfect because a lot of people say that but it's it's so true and not just that like it's funny you said that about never growing up because your website says it says never grow up grow down um and i think that's really really cool yes um and i really like that i read it earlier because i was on it earlier it looks amazing by the way um and I was like, that's oh, really, really cool. I was like, that's so, so cool. It kind of makes sense of like finding that childlike wonder in everything you do, even as an adult. I think that's really important. Um, I think that sense of curiosity is what drives me artistically. 
And um, and as I've got older, I've, I've valued that much more. That idea that I and and I, I'm, as I say, I'm, I just feel really um, lucky that I knew I knew what I wanted to do because lots of people don't. Well, lots of yeah. people, I would say, most people don't. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's never left me um, that sense of I want this, and, and so I, I and it's made me very happy. It's also made me very uh, angry as well, but mostly very happy. So you studied at Gray's School of Art. Can you talk I a did. bit about? Can you talk a bit about like kind of the experience of being taught there, and kind of what are your thoughts on art education? Um, my thoughts are. My thoughts are very specific to me, obviously, and my experience. And I, I now I'm looking back because it's a long time since I went to art school. Um, and if I were to do it again, I would have I would have waited and done it a little bit older. I went straight from school when I was 17, and I had a bit of growing up to do. I was very naive, and I had a lot of things to learn just about life in general before I think I would have got the most out of art school. When I look back at art school, I think it was an amazing experience, but I think I would have got more out of it now than I than I did then, than I did at 17. I think I've still grown up. I'm still thinking about things. I'm still, you know, um, learning to live away from home. And there was all that going on. And you have to, I think, to get the most out of art school, you need to be able to be you need to have supreme confidence. It's it's a world where you're meeting other people that are really talented, and that is a really hard place to be. So during this time, you actually moved to Aberdeen, aka the Granite City, which I had to Google earlier because yes. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so your work, so the work you created there was actually very different from the work you create now, which um, I yes. wasn't aware of, which is very it interesting. Was. Could you, you know, so it, the work you created was like urban environments, figurative and figurative work and self-portraits um kind of and you know it's interesting because in your biography you said you were kind of unhappy with this can you talk a bit about kind of like how has your work actually evolved from the beginning as opposed to obviously okay. just and then we'll go into what you do now as well yeah well I think I think again that was that was not only just my work evolving it was me evolving too it was me growing up and my art reflecting that. So um, I went to art school and all the things that I was interested in, stuff, you know, it was like landscapes and impressionism. And, and I thought, oh, that seems, you know, when you when you go into the, the realms of the art school and it opens your eyes to all these different movements and all these very edgy, cool um just really really cool artists that are out there like it it broadens your mind and uh, and I wanted to be I wanted to be edgy and I wanted to be cool I was I was 17 (laughs) and uh, and I I so I wanted the the artists I admired at that time were um were figurative and I really I really loved doing um life drawing I, I found that really just such an amazing skill and Yet, um, I did. The urban environment wasn't something that made my heart sing, and I think that 
that's why my art became, I think I, I said that in my biography, it became darker. Yes. And I used very, very thin paint, thin layers. Um, I was pretty unhappy at the time. I, you know, <laughs> like in my, my personal life, I wasn't very happy. Yeah. And it kind of, it was almost as if the urban environment made me feel, made me, made me almost ill. And that sort of reflected in what I made. Um, I was trying to be something I wasn't, essentially. See, that's so interesting, though, how your kind of emotions and personality kind of reflect through your work. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, those those paintings I made, and I'm thinking specifically of just now, they're in my head, just now, they were, there was a lot of self-portraiture in it, and it was very dark, really thinly applied paint, and really had no colour in it or light in it at all. It was like just me basically me smudging things off the canvas rather than putting things on, which is practically the opposite of what I do now. Yeah, because I was because I was really very, very much this morning, the opposite actually. And I was really, really kind of just surprised by that. And I was like and I was actually on the phone to my mother whilst I was reading it and I was talking to her about it and we were talking about it. Um it's kind of that's really nice to have an external opinion of your work from somebody else who doesn't who has only really briefly seen it. And I was literally reading your biography to her and talking to her about you and your work and saying how interesting it is because it's so different. Um, and it's kind of really interesting to consider, like, actually, you, kind of, like, the impact your own art plays on your own mental health and your emotions and your well-being. That's very interesting. Yes. You know, it's like when you're in a negative space, your art might reflect that. And when you're in a positive space, your art might reflect that or vice versa. But it's very, very uh -huh. interesting that you know as you said your heart didn't sing and I think that's such an interesting and very I must say kind of writerly phrase to use um so yeah I think that's really interesting <laughs> it is um but it's something it gets to grow up saying that actually you can be an artist and art is important right uh, which I think is very I think a lot of the time uh, is very much considered quite the opposite of a good idea as an occupation. You know, it, it's quite, it's oh, kind of oh, swept, absolutely. you know, it's kind of swept under the rug in terms of careers. So I think that's, you know, they're so lucky and, you know, I think that's amazing personally. Oh, that's, that's nice. I, I, I mean, I, I really, I really love it when I see that my kids, I mean, my kids, I've got two boys and two girls and my girls in particular, maybe just because they're younger and they, they're watching me, but I can see them modeling what I'm doing. You know, they want to draw all the time yeah. and they want to, you know, they, they want to communicate that way. So it's, it's, it is, it is a beautiful thing. You know? That's, that's, I think that's, that's perfect. I think that's exactly what kids need. Um, anybody, any young person needs this kind of that role model and the inspiration to be like, you know, actually you can do this. It's not impossible. It's not as hard as people say, well, okay, yeah, it's hard, but it's not as unreachable as people say it is. And I think that's, you're doing such a great job just by being you, which is great. <laughs> well, I, it's what I want for them as well. I want them to be themselves and find that too, you know, shed their skin, as you were saying, you know, like just work through it. Nice. So, I like that. I'm going to start using that myself. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. So <laughs> we're recording this in October, 2021. I forgot to date it. I was meant to date it at the start, but I forgot. So we're recording this in October 2021. And obviously uh, the last year and a half has been obviously the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I just wanted to ask yes. you kind of like, how has the impact 
impact. Let me rephrase that. How has the pandemic impacted your work and your practice? And uh, what have you kind of got out of it creatively, if anything? Um, I found, I, I found actually, because I, I, I thought about this question, um, <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, really. I find that when the pandemic started, like, you know, the, the sort of lead up where the news yeah. became really scary and yeah. increasingly scary and, and it started sort of, you know, um, across the world and then came closer and closer and I was in my studio at that time and when I paint I listen to the radio I, I love listening wow. to the radio it's kind of soothing to me um, when I work and uh, but I found it I found I was switching off the news because it was just raising my anxiety and I find it difficult to paint that anxiety and um, I find in fact I was I was writing about it on my Instagram actually one of the paintings I made at that time it was a very it turned into a very floral painting, but it was, which is very unusual for me. I don't really do floral paintings, but it it had a initially it had a river in it, and I could not get this river to live. I couldn't get it to look um, like it was leading into the distance, and I have to like I think it was down to my anxiety it was blocking me there. I just couldn't I couldn't get it to work. I couldn't see why it wasn't working. I've painted rivers before I've used the same techniques it just could I couldn't I couldn't put my whole all into it and then it took I think actually when I came back to that painting it was after it was after we went into lockdown and once we were in the crisis and once things had been decided I think I felt better <laughs> in some yeah. strange way and that block lifted certainly for that painting anyway so I don't know if that's a kind of, sort of visual illustration of how the the anxiety I felt from my side had definitely an impact on my art practice. And then after that, of course, um, um, my children were home from school. Course, yeah. And I was having, well, I mean, people, you're not meant to say homeschooling, are you meant to say it's distance learning because your teachers are still giving you the, the work. But essentially with four of them, yeah, of I had a classroom. I had yeah. to like set up a different table through my kitchen so they could work like a class. And uh, that was inc incredibly difficult. But like you were talking about with your own work and the fact that you're working and you're coming and doing interviews and this is obviously a labour of love for you. I was so determined to paint. I was so I needed it. It it reduced my anxiety. It um it was so important to me. And uh, so I painted all through that time um, with wow. with the teaching them. And and I'm proud of that. I'm glad I did. Yeah. It, it did help me, be. but it also exhausted me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can absolutely imagine. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, but no, there, was, there, was points, there was points where I needed to really ask for help because it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. There was like trying to be a mum, trying to be a teacher and trying to be an artist all at the same time. So that was tricky. That's perfect. Actually, that was a question I was going to ask you much later on, but I'll ask you now because the time is probably a good time. But like, how do you balance being a mother and having a family with art? Because, you know, being an artist is a full-time job. Being on social media is a full-time job. Being a parent is a full-time job. How do you balance that? I don't know if I do. I try my best to. It's, it's actually... <laughs> but I really do try my best to. It's like, it is my... Um, focus in life is to try and get balance in all aspects of my life um, but 
I find it increasingly easier as the kids are getting older. It's been much, yeah. it was much more difficult when they were younger and needed to be more. But now they're all, they've all, they're all at school now. So that is like opened up. Well, now they are back at school. This has opened up a massive amount of time for me to work. But before that, when they were babies, I would get up, oh, like five in the morning and work in the studio before they, they got up um, because I needed to make things. <laughs> and so I just had to find the time when I could. And luckily, I've also got nice grandparents who, who like spending time with their their grandchildren. So that's good too. <laughs> and a very supportive husband. <laughs> See, that's actually really amazing, though, because like that passion you have that even when you don't have the time, you make the time, like you force yourself to make the time, you know, it just shows, mm -hmm. you know, true dedication to what you're doing. Um, you know, and I respect that greatly. I really do. I think that's to be admired and to be, um, you know, congratulated, to be very honest, because oh. not everybody has that determination and that desire. Yeah, um, I think maybe though with, with me, it can be. I think it's because I get a sense of, of value from it and, and, you know, personal value from it that if I, when I paint, this is, this is it's part of me, really. So I need to do it. I need to do it. I, if I don't, I feel quite ill <laughs> without it. So, so, so it how do you... Just, oh, it isn't really a question. I know. That's perfect, though. But that's... No, no, I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Um so how do you define yourself as an artist without putting yourself into a box and kind of pigeonholing yourself? Um, for a long time, I find it very difficult to call myself an artist at all. I, I think that's quite common, actually. Is, um, yeah. Even though that I've always wanted to be one, I think that then it's a bit like, you know, if you try and have you ever, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to write something like I, like I always wanted to, I, as I said earlier, I always wanted to write, but um it's very easy to fall into a trap where um, you feel like you're not good enough because you look at so many other artists and see how good their work is and you don't feel like you measure up. So, um, yeah, it took a long time for me to be able to I just say I am an artist, even though, like I, as I said, I've always wanted to be one. I think for me to feel that I cross that threshold uh took, took a long time in my own confidence it had to like my confidence had to come up to that level if that does that make sense <laughs> that does and that's actually a really good question to ask the artist i say so like at what point like what was the kind of defining moment in which you did which you welcome to all to say yes i'm an artist um i think i'm trying to think i think it was when i for me, it was when I decided to do, I can probably actually tell you exactly, because I had, <laughs> I had this real urge to do and this. It's not even that long ago. It was in, oh. uh, it would have been about 2000 and early 2019, I think, when I actually probably called myself an artist. And that was... Um, that was because I went out for a Valentine's Day meal with my husband and we were in this lovely restaurant it's in the local town and had a huge, it had a lovely, lovely big empty walls. And I was thinking, I just had this vision of what I wanted, if I were to do an exhibition in there, what I would do. And like, I, I woke up the next morning, very inspired. And I wrote wow. down all these ideas in my sketchbooks and 
and I and I approached the the lovely lady who owns the place, and she was well. You know, she was really excited for it, and I I did an exhibition there, and it wow. was it was really it was just like this, like I just jumped over the hurdle and said, "Well, let's see what happens." I don't know. I think I think that might be, as I say, confidence. It was just or and curiosity. Could I do this? And and why 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 not? I mean, I've always like what's the, like I went to art school. I wanted to show my work, and I feel ready. I, I think I just felt ready. It's really amazing though, like the um, just the confidence. Yeah, I guess the confidence and just the kind of the fact you did it. Like that's the thing because it's so easy to be like, oh, I wish I could do that, or oh, I wish I could do this, or this opportunity you know i wish this opportunity i had this opportunity but the fact you actually saw potential and was like you know what let's try it and you like you reach out to them they didn't reach out to you i think that says a lot um that's i think that's actually that's amazing i think you know more people should do that i think we should just embrace the fact that reach out like you know one of my favorite mottos is if you don't ask you don't get um and i think you know it works very well in your case yeah it it did, and then when you ask a question as well, and you're you're given you're given something back from someone else, other doors open, don't they? And that's that's certainly what happened with me. Like the the, the lady who who owned the restaurant that I was exhibiting in, she um she was she was just a brilliant person to work with. She's very arty herself, and she also was very connected. You know, she she knew all about press releases, and she taught me about that. She wow. Don't, press release for my exhibition and that meant that some of the the local papers and a local magazine got did a spread on me and um and then I got commissions from that and that and when I did that then I went on Instagram which I've never done before it's I've never done social media before I don't do Facebook I've never been part of anything like, like that before and I loved it love Instagram my husband's quite worried about my relationship with Instagram (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's so great though but then that's you know what is actually really beautiful to hear that an artist is actually like really like engaged with what they're doing and kind of they love the fact that they can share their work and and it's something we'll definitely get into later for sure because we have a whole social media section which um, i may or may not skip because i did a few more questions but we'll see or not skip but like condense um but yeah. i think that's you know it's nice to see because a lot of the time a lot of artists i not just speak to but i just know that I converse with on a daily day-to-day basis. Um, social media is not particularly favoured because it's you know it drains time, it drains energy, it drains resources. You know, oh, it certainly does. But um, that's something we'll get into later. Um, let's talk about your work. So, for those who may not okay. have seen it, if you want to just describe your work, and then we'll get into kind of more of the themes. Okay. Um, well, I would. Well, my I, I paint landscapes and. Um, I am very driven by, I think I've already touched on that, colour. Colour is so important to me, um, I paint. Uh, in fact, it's one of the first things I think about when I get up in the morning. Is It's important. Wow. Like I, I absorb, I, I don't, I think there's a name for it, um, where people see emotions in colour and things like that. Don't uh, synthesia. Like that's, that's the one. That's the one. I don't think I would put myself... I don't think I diagnosed myself with that, but I think that I got definitely elements of that, that um, colour is really, imp- I mean, it, I might find that I'll be, I'll be painting something and realise that I'm wearing the colour that I'm painting. It's, I, I might be more oh. drawn to one colour one day than another. 
and uh, so that's that's quite nice it's a it's a cool like I as I say I would clothe myself in that color I might be drawn to a book cover that's got that color in it or yeah I go through phases so and but yeah I, I trust in color and light and um, I think that shows in my painting so why landscapes why is like the landscape important to you and um, because I haven't it there is nowhere that makes me happier than being in uh and then being alone <laughs> being alone <laughs> being alone well I my my husband oh, wow. calls me the ice queen living on my on my hill looking out on beautiful views and I don't think I can imagine and I and I always have I mean I've been really lucky that I've lived I've lived in the country apart from going to art school you're asking in your interview notes about um landscapes and why they interest me and I thought why do they interest me so much <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um and it, it fur cheese and conifers and kind of you know those kind of forests like punctuating lattice because I've done a few paintings of English landscapes now they're much more fluid and round and I think that's fascinating that like two two countries that are like you know not that far away from each other and you can have these entirely different landscapes with the same even a different sense of light as well you know just just maybe even just a few miles down the road too it's it's kind of fascinating well, it's fascinating to me, <laughs> maybe not everyone. <laughs> no, you know, it is. And it's interesting because my opinion of landscapes and art has changed drastically over the last few years. Like before, like a long time ago, I'd be like, landscapes are so boring. Now the yeah, idea of like, yeah. now the idea of like place and space and kind of the way light hits things, it's just so fascinating. And, you know, it's really like, you're just kind of surrounded by it. Even just, you know, like even urban environments and just environments generally, it's just the idea of environmental work is very interesting to me. Um, and I actually have a lot of suggestions I can send you. You probably already know because I did I did you that story ages ago with a bunch of different landscape artists because their work is great. Yes, but I can I send you yeah. I can send you a lot of suggestions. And what I always do with every artist I interview is I'll send you a load of links after because I like sending stuff to people, as you can probably imagine. Oh, um, please do. And please. I'll also add you to my close friends. So if I have, have any art opportunities that come up, I'll share them with everybody I've spoken to. Um, that's what I do in terms of when I talk to people. Um <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, because I like to keep in touch. Because you know, after the interview, I like to keep in touch with people. You can probably imagine I have a lot of messages a lot all the time. Um, But I like to keep in touch with everybody I speak to, and I kind of try. I'm very, I'm not great on Instagram, which is funny. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of social media still. Um, but I try and shuffle through everybody I've spoken to and kind of keep up with everybody and all that. So but you'll definitely be, well, you already are anyway, to be fair. But you'll be in the mix um, as you already are. Oh, thanks. As you already have been. Um, that was a random tangent, so I apologize. Um, so why <laughs> this is this one? I like I've been awake for God knows how many hours at this point, so it's been it's gonna happen at some point. <laughs> You're doing well. Um, and surprisingly, I am. I haven't. I'm not exhausted. So surprising. I mean, I do this every day. So, anyways, um, so why is art a good medium to use to explore landscapes? Why painted? Why paint yeah, a landscape? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Um, I say take a photo or make a film. This is true. Um, I take terrible photos. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's one reason. <laughs> but, um, I, I think I've always admired um, 
people who paint. I love painting. I like painting. It was not a, when you, you know, when you went, that's for me. I mean, it's just like how I paint. I love painting. I love to. I love the consistency of it. I love getting messy with it. I love the fact my nails are never not full of paint. <laughs> it's just, I love paint. So that's probably why that I, I paint landscapes and, and I want to realise that vision. And probably I was very, as, as, a, as a teenager, I was really, really inspired by like, well, pretty, um, not, not very cool um, reference points, but like the Impressionist, I absolutely adored I would pour I mean I've got actually I've got money we can sit in front of me just like love love like his I just find just the genius of being able to see all those dots of color and pull it together to make this sparkling lake or whatever he was painting I find really impressive and uh, yeah I thought he was just the bee's knees He's probably my, he was my pinup actually in my teenage um, <laughs> bedroom wall. Not, not him, but his paintings. That would be a bit you <laughs> beardy old man. <laughs> but, you know, it, takes all sorts. <laughs> see, that's really funny because when I showed my mother your work, the first thing she said was, oh, I bet she's inspired by Claude Monet. I was. Absolutely. So it's so well, funny nice. she say that. So finished to say that, and it's kind of interesting. I was going to ask you about impressionism later, but you've already touched on it. Uh-huh. So it's perfect. Um, but then, I guess my kind of extension like question would be: How do you think a painted landscape is viewed differently to that of a photo and/or in a different medium? Like, how do you think the medium of paint affects the way the viewer looks at the images? Um, I think I don't. I, I've actually um, a lot of like. Through Instagram, I've made lots of contacts with different photographers, landscape yeah. photographers. I've, I've got a there's a, a lovely guy I'm speaking to just now who's based out in Sweden. He's taking these beautiful photographs, and they're very like his his photos are very still and quiet, and have this kind of um, calm <laughs> to them. Yeah. Like photographs, you know, only for somebody can take a really good photograph can do. I would say it's got real skill to it, but. Painting's just completely different to that. It's like um, it's so personal. It's through my own my own lens. So my next question for you would be: um, What can we learn about the human condition through, from looking at images of the landscape? Uh, what can we learn from the human condition? And I I remember reading this before you seeing in your notes this one, and I thought. This is a tricky question, and I wish I'd thought about it before you asked me this. <laughs> um, um, what can you learn about the human condition? I suppose it depends on the artist. If it's from, from my point of view, I suppose if you're looking yeah. at my paintings, I'm not sure how much you do learn. I suppose um, a lot of, if, if you were looking at things, like, like I'm looking at painting that I've got up on the wall just now, and it's all rural Aberdeenshire, and I suppose you learn about like how much space and how things are things are sort of um like how much space we have up here I think and how you can like look for miles and there you only maybe see like a little hamlet or a little you know um so I suppose the human condition itself is it depends on who's painting it really my paintings personally have hardly any people in them they don't really talk about they don't really communicate about 
figures and I don't know. I don't feel like I'm answering this question very well. I mean, you've started me on. I feel like you need to warm up to this one. <laughs> yeah, the reason, so the reason I asked that question, the reason I kind of phrased that question is because um, a lot of the time when I think of art, you think of like portraiture. I think it's very yes. like kind of prevalent. And I'm, and I'm kind of curious as to like, with landscapes, for me personally, it's taken me like a very long time to warm up to landscapes, whereas now I love landscapes and looking at paintings of and art involving landscapes and the environment. But for a long time, I wasn't really interested. And I'm kind of curious to kind of think about why do you think, or maybe a better way to ask you the question or to kind of ask a slightly kind of adjacent question would be, why do you think people consider portraits to be kind of the first and foremost portal call for artists as opposed to, say, the landscape? Do you think they do? Do you think they think it's the first protocol? I think they do personally, just from my experience of like when I think about art and I talk about artists. Um, that might not be the case, much be my own personal opinion. But um, I think... Um, well, I mean, I suppose it could be. I suppose it is. I suppose that when you go to art school, there is um, there's uh, an onus on figurative drawing and yeah. things like that. And it's there's a, a great tradition of it, I suppose. Um, yeah, I I, well, I think that we are we are attracted to stories and emotion as humans, and it's why we watch TV programs. It's why we read books about other humans. So, I suppose when we're and I suppose when when painting began, it was you're you're exploring your sense of self, and um, so figurative painting does make sense. Like I, I suppose a good portrait that would interest me would be one that gives me a, a sense of the, the person that they're painting um yeah I well yeah because well I would say though that like um landscapes do that too and I mean yeah. that's that's what my, my landscape I think my especially the ones that you choose to be interested in tend to give across your personality because I I notice yeah. when I share my paintings that there are some landscapes that speak to some people more than others. Like, say, the people who, like, say, follow me regularly on Instagram and comment regularly on my work. Some of them are more drawn to uh, a stormier weather yeah. or mountainous scene. And, it, and that is for their own personal reasons. Sometimes I think it's not because maybe they've even been there. It's, it's, it's not as, like, simple as that. It's something about the emotion that is spoken through a landscape that evokes other memories, I think. So I don't know. I think I've kind of lost track of what your question was. No, no, that's not, no, that's a good answer. Like that's a good answer. That's a good kind of consideration. Um, um, would you like to explore landscapes outside of Scotland? And um, what about like kind of globally? Absolutely. Well, it, yeah, I really do. Um, although I, I feel <laughs> as an anxious person that with um, the pandemic and things that doesn't yeah. feel like a possibility anytime soon but yes I mean I think um, I'm, I've got a young family just now it doesn't make it so easy to yeah, to to travel I mean the closest I get though I mean like a, a lady actually who on Instagram sent me a photo the other day there of her um, um, somewhere that really spoke to her she lives in Hawaii or she did live in Hawaii anyway so so I I, I mean I have been to places there I've not I, I mean I've not personally been to Hawaii but the colours the 
um, the light is completely different. So I do find, I mean, I would love to be able to, you know, go and sit somewhere and absorb it and then translate that onto a canvas. So hopefully in the future, hopefully in the future, um, travel about, but it's not really an option just now. Of course, yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a very sensible thing to do, to be honest. Um, but where would be your first portal call? Um, first, ah, hmm. it's tricky. I'm really enjoying, at the moment, and I think it's maybe just because I've been doing it today, I'm really, it, it feels like painting the sea has been a, um, is an, is a new thing for me, really. I like I, I I've always been I've always painted trees. Trees are something I'm you know obsessed with. But um, I, I, the movement of water and that and interacting with the the sky. I mean, it's done. It's I mean, it's done to death. I'm sure everywhere. But I want to know what I could bring to it. So if it was, it would be somewhere. I mean, last night my husband and I were watching a. Um, it was a surfing documentary about this guy who rode the, you know, like the biggest wave in the world. And I thought, I mean, that was down in Portugal and it was beside this lighthouse and these amazing crashing waves. And my first thought, of course, was oh, how brilliant it would be to paint that and to be there and to try and catch that kind of movement. Because there's apparently yeah. a great big gulf under the sea that, that means that the, the waves crash even further up. Wow. So it's, it did look, it just looked absolutely spectacular. So my first thought was just just to get in the drama of that and like having this massive canvas and see, I'm getting excited already. That's good. No, that's great. Off to, off to Portugal. <laughs> that's when I'm going. <laughs> absolutely. When you're, when you're rare to, absolutely do it. That'd be great. That'd be so good. Um, and it's that the idea of drama is a really interesting kind of notion in the landscape. And I think it's kind of interesting because you kind of don't think about it and it's kind of quite unseen. Um, I quite like the idea of kind of bringing something that's you know normally invisible, kind of visible. I like that. I think it's quite it's quite a very interesting idea. I haven't thought about that. Uh-huh. They said that. I I think I think about that a lot actually because um, I I think because I I love reading so much and um, yeah. I've done a lot of reading about the the nature of writing a book and the nature of like and how that a lot of a lot of writers use the landscape. To, as an extra character in their book and that interests me yeah. and so like it's something I think I've always thought of even since I was very young as, as the landscape also being a character the one comes to my I think when I was about 16 I read Wuthering Heights and how the landscape there is like it, it shapes the whole story and so um just yeah, the, because, you know, yeah, the harshness of it. Yeah, that's really interesting though because like obviously Obviously, but it's like your landscape kind of, you know, I mean, your environment kind of determines the person you are. Um, yeah. So I kind of, so I kind of, I wonder, maybe that kind of goes back to the first question I asked about um, the human condition in the environment. Maybe that's kind of more of a, it's more of a reflective in the type of what you create as opposed to the actual work you create. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, it, I suppose it does. Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> I would imagine too, like physically, if you're in a warmer country than Scotland, then um, you you know you can get out and, and yeah. on plain air. It's not such a big deal, you know. There's not like yeah. um, you don't have to batten down your canvas and things. Absolutely, know? yeah. In Hawaii, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> I know, absolutely. That's a good so, point, actually. That's kind of actually a good point in terms of the conditions and how the conditions 
can affect you know what you do and what you don't produce and I think it's really cool to see though that you know whether or not you live in a warm country or not you're still going out and creating work and you're kind of you know dedicated to your craft enough to want to still create you know yeah whether- oh absolutely yeah and and well in my opinion I suppose we're still talking about drama then Scotland's got loads of yeah, that because absolutely. it's the weather's so changeable the light is so changeable I mean it can be dark all day one day and then like you know all the seasons in one day absolutely <laughs> next, yeah. you know. absolutely yeah. I've yet to visit I really want to come and visit down Scotland to visit it'd be really really nice I think um, I haven't got I should, you should I should I, I should travel more that's my that's my plan for the next couple of years I guess it's just to travel with more. Like, um, stop, stop interviewing people and go and travel. <laughs> or if I get paid for it, then I can travel and interview at the same time. That'd be oh, perfect. Oh, now, now you're living the dream. Um, that would be perfect. <laughs> I've seen most of the day. Like, that'd be so good. But hey, we'll see. You never know. So let's talk a bit about your bodies of work. Um, so the Brooklyn okay. Art Library Project, the Benahy series, Walking Home and Paint the Town. Um, Walking Home yeah. was an interesting project. You did that during the pandemic, correct? I did. I, I think it was a reaction to, I, I think we spoke about this last time, the last part, but my, this growing sense of unease um, yeah. really pushed me into, to, I, I think a lot of artists did this, like just try to find something to, well, I personally wanted to channel my anxiety into something. And I found that the pandemic, and I, I know it did a lot, of that for other people is that I suddenly appreciated where I lived much more. Um, I mean, I always have. I really like the fact that we live on a hill and, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And, um, but when I thought of all these these people who maybe don't have gardens and they don't have the ch- chance to like leave their house and it suddenly just made me appreciate my surroundings on a totally different level just like my um and so when and I walked the same walk with my dog every morning so it's like I it's the same it's the same route I take so it means that like apart from anything else like it was like I suppose it was quite mindful in a way because I was I was taking it in in a whole new way thinking look at this look how much it changes every day and look how lucky I am to be able to walk out straight at my door and I don't need to see anyone I don't need to feel anxious here and um and that was I think we spoke about this as well last time was the the idea of that you're looking out on the landscape and and it draws you into light but you're also in your own head too but there's this push-pull relationship between the two of them so that, that that walking home series was like a it was like a love letter to where I live and looking at it through new eyes and using my I, I was also working on um, boards which is something I do regularly now but it was like I, I was kind of experimenting putting ink on and acrylics on much more mixed media much more scraping off and seeing what happens much more using pastels as well to highlight which is something I do regularly now but it wasn't at the time so it was like for us on a skill level it was exploring that too and something about the pandemic made made that much more momentous I don't know like much more personal and um, cathartic as well I would say so yeah so that's that's what that one that body of work was about so 
how do you plan a body of work and kind of how do you know one is finished um when I don't want to make any anymore I suppose is like there's and I I quite I think I don't think I plan it I think that it's it shapes itself it's like writing a chapter and then you you're I'm interested in it and I I feel interested I'm excited about it I do maybe follow that this theme for a little while but there generally just tends to be like this um in anything I do, there tends to be like a, a death of interest. And I can feel like oh, that's me done with that now. I, I know I've done enough. That that one, this one had like this kind of shaped it and I felt better. I I sort of mapped the route that I went with my walk and it felt like one complete. This is this is me walking there and this is me walking home. So it had like its own natural arch and finish, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, but other ones were much more like, say, the, the paint the time. Um, it, it had, I had a real, I had, a, I, like, I think I had a kind of vision of what I wanted to do. And I had a certain amount of space that I had to do it in. So I did plan that one. That one I had much more of a feel of this needs to be the size of the canvas. I want to do these, this many canvas. I think I had five, five large paintings in that, in that exhibition. And they were pretty pretty big and um um so that I mean like the, the actual space itself sort of told me how big that body of work needed to be and how big I could go I mean I could have done one great big canvas but that would have been totally impractical for getting into the space yeah, <laughs> and so also, what was, you know, sorry so what was that project about then so what kind of was the well, kind that, of impetus that one, that one came from my my husband for his work. My husband's a farmer, and he um oh, wow. he bought himself a drone, and and he uses it for you know sometimes he even uses it to like sort of herd the sheep and things like that. <laughs> but um, but he also takes videos on it, and uh, I can't remember what we were. He was making sort of videos and he put music to it and things like that and I realized with the stills of it that that you can see you see even like the most familiar thing like our house suddenly looks I mean I know uh, something looks so different from the air just like that that perspective and I thought that was my starting point to think uh what other what other places could I paint from like using this as a vantage point so um paint the time was our our local town is called Huntley and it's it's not a very big place um but when you take the drone up and have a look at it from there it just has this strange grandeur because you can see right out to the horizon and it was it was a it became a it became a, a an exhibition about um about the the importance I suppose it was leading on from walking home because it, it, our walking home had something to do with that. The importance of the place you live, and the nostalgia behind it, and the um, and seeing it from a different perspective, seeing it how you know that it deserves that sense of grandeur. If you um, if you follow me, um, in in the paintings, I, I experimented with putting in. Um, bits of text from the the local newspaper. So there's like headlines oh, wow. That's cool. within within it. And 
poetry as well, and because the dialect here, um, people speak Doric, and mm. um, so I looked up the the Huntley poet, which she's called the Huntley Macker, and she had written these wonderful Doric poems um, that really give a feel of how people speak in this area and uh, um, and and a flavour of like sort of rural life, farm life um, as well. So those each of the, the paintings had a poem hidden in it and that had to do with the dialect, the and um, just the general, I, I wanted to kind of recite the sounds, the feel, to, feel of Huntley. And that's that was that was the whole point of the project was like to give that sort of sense sense of the whole place, the sounds of it, the nostalgia behind it, the things that are important to the people in it. So that was my concept. That that's one. so interesting to kind of be able to kind of be so involved in the place you live in. I think that's really nice. Um, and that's really, really interesting, actually. And I wonder if it's because you live in a more rural place, you have the kind of, not flexibility necessarily, but the kind of... That concludes the first part of my conversation with artist Donna Louise Urban. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about this interview, please send me an email at theflyingfruitball at gmail.com or via social media sites such as Instagram and Twitter. The Flying Fruitball podcast can be found on a variety of different sites such as YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of these platforms to help spread the word and garner more attention. Please also don't forget to check out theflyingfruitball.co.uk for daily art inspiration and for written interviews. Also, if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. Lastly, we now also have a Patreon page if you're interested in supporting the platform further. Tears start from £1. You can find more information at patreon.com forward slash theflyingfruitball. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this episode today. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.